Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Rhys and today, which is what the 30th of March, Monday the 30th of March, it is time to have a look at what has actually been said in today's daily press briefing by the government. It was the first Secretary of State and Foreign Secretary, Dominic Raab, who was sort of heading up that press conference alongside the UK government's Chief Scientific Officer, Sir Patrick Vallance, and also the uh, one of the medical directors at Public Health England, uh, who are also in that um, in that announcement. And also, we're going to be having a look through some of the news stories that are going on uh, around the world, mainly looking at uh, America and some of the some of the countries that have been going on uh, with new developments in the coronavirus pandemic. So let's start. Uh, where we normally start with the government's daily press briefing and, as I said, led by the Foreign Secretary today. So Dominic Raab on his feet talking uh, mainly, it has to be said, mainly about bringing people home from their holidays. Uh, All of these, or not from their holidays, or from wherever they are stranded in uh, foreign countries. If they were on holiday, if they were on a cruise, if they were on a gap year... Um, whatever this uh, new arrangement between the UK government and with uh, airline firms uh, to fly tens of thousands of Brits home, that is today's big um, big announcement from the government. So uh, Mr Raab, or the Foreign Secretary, is announcing new arrangements to fly home, as I said, tens of thousands of Britons, uh, there will be partnerships between Airways, so British Airways, Virgin and EasyJet will be um, will be part of this government scheme to get stranded Brits home. Um, this is, however, I will say not a comprehensive rescue package. Uh, this is only where commercial flights are no longer running. So where there is no option to get yourself home on a standard flight, uh, then the government will be supporting will be providing these special charter flights uh, which will be helping get British nationals back home. Um, As well as this, um, it isn't just uh, leaving those people who are in areas with commercial flights to pay extortionate rates. They are trying to uh, encourage uh, lower rates, almost at cost uh, rates for um, those charter flights in areas where uh, not charter flights, those commercial flights in areas where commercial flights are still going on. So the government is trying to lower the cost if you have to get a normal flight back. And they're also providing where there are no um, no provisions um, uh, for commercial flights to be able to take people back home, either because of an unfeasible timescale, um, costs being too high, whatever. We will have to wait and see. Uh, the other real announcement from this press conference came from Sir Patrick Vallance. Um, Sir Patrick Vallance, obviously the UK's chief scientific advisor. Um, he had a PowerPoint display and some various graphs and figures to show. He was cautiously optimistic about the state of what is going on in Britain. Um, over the last few days we've seen both a sharp rise and a beginning of a plateau. Now 
just to say, um, in terms of of death rates, um, we were looking over the last five days, so Thursday to Monday, seen 113, 181, 260, and then down again 209 and 180. Um, now, on the face of it, that looks like a slowdown, but we have to be careful. There have been um, some different working practices used uh, over the weekend, potentially. Um, now, this could, though, be that ray of hope. It's possible it's a mixture of these different working practices causing a blip and um, actual improvements, but we will have to wait and see. The only thing I would say is that if um, the deaths had been increasing at that recent daily rate of a third day so far, or thereabouts, um, we could have expected to see 350 for the figure on Sunday, and today's figure at 450. So that is a noticeable drop-off. But again, we do not know yet whether that is actually the data giving us reason for hope or um, our own practices sort of putting that over the data. We just really don't know whether that is um, a real reading or a false reading. Um, Patrick Valance did, however, say that there would still likely be uh, an increase in the number of deaths. He was looking at the the graphs. We are uh, on on a global um, death rate graph. We are still behind Italy, uh, and we are actually underneath the curve of Italy as well. It's not just that we are following the Italian curve point by point. Uh, we're just a week or so behind it. No, we're actually um, a week, two weeks, maybe even three weeks behind it, and also underneath it at the comparable points. So this goes to show that our response is uh, at least seeming to be more effective than the Italian response. There are positives coming out of the actions that the government has taken. Um, we are limiting the number of deaths that we could have been seeing. Uh, this action was, um, when it came to it, uh, when it finally came to enforcing these actions, these actions have been enforced relatively uniformly and to a good extent to try and minimise the risk of transmission. Um, what we will say though is that there is still room for all of that to change if those guidelines are not rigorously followed. Um, just some other things that uh, Sir Patrick Valance actually mentioned. Um, it was a graph again from him about hospital admissions saying almost half of the UK's 8,000 hospital admissions are in London but uh, there were lines at the bottom of the graph that were also rising, saying that it is not just a London problem, despite it being sort of, uh, if you had to put an epicentre in the United Kingdom, uh, it would be London. And is also suggesting that they are not on a fast acceleration at the moment. Uh, as well as that, Valance said he expected that uh, social distancing measures being put in place are going to be reducing the number of cases of transmission of coronavirus and decreasing the number of cases in all. Um, using another graph, he pointed out these um, details of new cases in coronavirus and says that we shouldn't pay too much attention to the day-to-day -day fluctuation figures. It is more important to look over time and see what is actually happening. Um, also saying that cases are being detected with a positive tests, uh, so any graphs of um, of new cases are underestimations of the total number 
of cases. We are tracking uh, alongside France on our coronavirus deaths. Um, uh, behind Italy, as I said earlier, um, Italy, which has actually seen another rise. Um, it was declining in its death rate, uh, but it's ri- risen by 812 since yesterday, but the number of cases declining in Italy. Um, so it's a slight um, diversion there, but just to say Sir Patrick Valance is feeling cautiously optimistic about uh, these measures that are going on. We've seen a drop-off in transport use. Um, these measures are making a difference, according to the UK's chief scientific advisor. Um, we are now going to sort of move away from the UK government briefing and sort of have a look at what is going on in the rest of the world. We're going to start in Europe. Spain has reported 812 new deaths today. That means their national total is now over 7,000. It's 7,340. Um, they are catching up with Italy. Um, it is not a position they want to be in. They are already um, looking like they're going to take over as the most affected country in the world in terms of deaths. But the Spanish foreign minister has got some positives. So the upward rise in cases does appear to be flattening out. Uh, that is good. The rate of transmission should therefore be decreasing, which means that... Um, as long as these isolation measures are kept in place, then there is a real possibility to effectively uh, stop the spread of COVID-19 in Spain. Um, as long as people remain isolated, there is no vector. There is no possibility of transition uh, or transmission. Sorry. Um, therefore, there would be a plateauing in the number of deaths and the emergency services in Spain could get back on top of things. Um, Emergency services in Spain, obviously, they've been stretched beyond their wildest imaginations. Um, So in order to have some sort of respite, there first needs to be this upward rise in cases flattening out. Uh, On the, the graph that was used in today's press conference, it does appear to show Spain starting to reach a stage in their graph where their uh, daily death rates could be beginning to plateau. But again, I do not want to put out any false optimism. Um, We do have to wait and see uh, based on figures that will come out later in the week as to whether that is real uh, optimism or whether it has just been put on there by a graph that looks a particular way. Um, uh, In Hungary... The Hungarian parliament has, in fact, given their government almost unprecedented power. Um, This is a big one. The Hungarian government has been given the power to rule by decree. Um, There will be no parliamentary oversight for the foreseeable future. Uh, The Hungarian prime minister, Viktor Orban, uh, a very divisive and controversial figure, has now essentially the power to rule as a king. Uh, His government can simply decree it, and it is law for the duration of this decree uh, period. Um, I think it passed 130 votes or so to about 50 votes. Um, Very little opposition. I think only the main opposition party, and I think one other, actually voted against this proposal. Um, It's a fine line to tread between decisive action and 
putting too much power into the hands of a, a government. And the phrase, uh, Lord Hailsham's uh, phrase, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. It will be very interesting, although it's probably the wrong word, but it is still going to be interesting to see how the different countries go about removing these emergency powers from their governments. Because once a government has emergency powers, well, when is an emergency? And if the government has the power to declare an emergency, and it so happened to think it was doing a good job with the emergency powers, it thinks that it was being reasonable, it may not be an accurate opinion, but um, it thinks so. Uh, where, do, where are we able to draw the line on that? Uh, so it'll be, again, as I said, interesting, although perhaps not the right word, uh, to see what actually does come of these emergency powers and the, the giving of these to um, to these governments. Uh, it's just a very interesting development coming out of Hungary, again, saying Viktor Orban, very divisive uh, figure. Uh, we're just going to move over to having a look at America now and President Trump uh, he extended the guideline period to the end of April. That was last night in his press conferences. Um, he's actually come under a bit of fire for calling them a ratings hit. Uh, most people agree that it shouldn't be about ratings. It should all be about public health. Uh, that's just another um, thing that's being used against President Trump. Um, I think it was actually Piers Morgan who attacked him on that along long-term ally, most people would agree, of the president. Anyway, I digress. Trump says that a new rapid test will be coming out next week. Uh, there will be a big announcement on Tuesday, so that is tomorrow. Um, a big announcement on Tuesday, something to do with the coronavirus response in America, uh, possibly expecting that to be some sort of development on this new rapid test or even just something completely new. Um as well as that, in New York, uh, one of the U.S. Navy medical ships has arrived. Uh, it's arrived, it's sort of steamed its way up the Hudson, um, the USNS Comfort. Uh, it's docked in New York Harbour. It's in a thousand-bed ship. Um, what it's going to do, it's not going to be directly for uh, coronavirus patients, but what it will do, it will become the quote-unquote regular hospital of New York City. It will host other patients. It will free up the space in the city to allow emergency hospitals and others in New York to um, to tackle the coronavirus patients. Uh, it's got a dozen operating rooms, a laboratory. It's got staff. It's got hundreds and hundreds of staff, and it really is going to be alleviating some of the pressure on the epicenter of the virus in the United States. Um, New York State... That is that epicenter. It's seen at least 776 coronavirus deaths. Um, the Mercy, or the USNS Mercy, the Comfort sister ship, that arrived in Los Angeles just last week. Um, a couple more things I wanted to to mention in this podcast. Firstly, um, the Tokyo Olympics, they have got their new dates. It's going to be the 23rd of July to the 8th of August 2021. It might seem trivial, but it is still something that is a fairly big um, event throughout the world in terms of sport, and it is something to focus on. Um, a lot of these events being cancelled with no reserve dates added. Um, it does 
make you wonder if they are ever going to to come back on. But no, there are now firm dates for the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, they're still going to be calling it Tokyo 2020, though, which means they don't have to destroy all the merchandise that they've already made for it. Or is that just me being cynical? Uh, some new data. Uh, there are now more than 730,000 infections globally and almost 35,000 global deaths. But across 11 European countries, a study, I believe it's from Johns Hopkins, uh, suggests that nearly 59,000 lives have now been saved due to government restrictions. That's across uh, 11 European countries, of which I believe the United Kingdom is one. So there is room for optimism about uh, government actions. I probably should have ended on that, but the thing I have uh, chosen to end on is a bit of a, a downer. There are reports coming out of Wuhan that the Chinese government have actually not reported the full death rates. Um, there are reports coming out of the city that the number of deaths in Wuhan, which I believe was somewhere around 8,000 or in Hubei province, uh, they are now wide under exaggerations. There are rumours of rows and rows of urns being lined up um, which would suggest that Wuhan was impacted far more severely than uh, than China is letting us know about but again treat these rumours with scepticism but they are gathering steam and being treated as true by various reputable news sources um, so just something to point out there about um, some of these bits of optimistic headlines coming out of China maybe it is not all that it seems right then that is all we have time for on the politics unbox podcast uh, I'd like to thank you very much for listening um, as always stay safe and I hope to see you around again soon for the next one goodbye mm-hmm.